I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to about some simplistic Bible verse at people. So I don't know what they're going to do. And sometimes we just need to be heard. We just need to be listened to. And there are people out there who love us. So the question is this, how do dreamers, thought leaders, paradigm shifters change the world? They have to ask themselves this one question, am I willing to chase my dreams? If you want to know how to push the boundaries of your influence, impact the world, and live out your God-given dreams, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Passion and Prestige podcast. I am your host, world changer, dream chaser, and all-around nice guy, Teron Nolan. Today, I am so glad you are here with us today because we are here with a good friend of mine, honestly, one of the strongest people I know. In the face of adversity, this man never quit, never gave up. He is still here, and he is inspiring people to this day. My brother, Paul Quinn, how are you doing? I am good. I don't know all about, about all that, but I, I don't know. Your podcast, I just want to tell your podcast to people who listen to your podcast that Tehran is an amazing human being. He is a man that I am proud of, a man that I look up to. A man who set who is setting the example of what it is to be a husband, a father, and a man of God. And if I was his dad, I'd just be proud, more proud than I can tell you. So all around, all around, a nice guy. Just that—that's not even close to what you are, Teron. You're you're more than that. Oh man, you're gonna make me blush on this podcast. Thank you so much, Paul. That means that truly means a lot, man. But you know what, Paul. You have been a living example to me of not giving up when difficult times happen, when adversity comes. You have overcome so much in your life. And I just wanted to give this space and time for you to share your story and, uh, and let us know what it has been like facing adversity and overcoming it. Oh, gosh. I think one of the biggest things in my adversities that I've faced is who I'm married to. To my wife Kimberly, she is she is my best friend. She is a love of my life that I never knew I could have. She is someone I love more deeply than I ever knew I could ever love anybody. She is she is of she is my rock. I have I have expressive aphasia because. This I this is the second second time I've had a stroke. So I remember I walked into the kitchen and I was standing in front of the refrigerator and I just went plump onto the floor. And Kim came in and I couldn't move my left side of my body and I couldn't talk. Yeah. I could just make sounds. She got me to the hospital and I was in, ended up being in the hospital for twenty one for twenty one days. I was in the hospital. Wow. And then pretty good. Oh, after that, you know, recovered pretty well from it. I had some deficits, but you know, wasn't inhibiting things. 
I, yeah. I, I don't know if, if, if I don't see the bright side of it, what is there to see? I can't live in just seeing, not seeing the bright side of things. I can't live not seeing how good God is. And despite challenges, the, the good things I have so much outweigh anything else. You know, Paul, that is something that I have always witnessed in your life. Yeah, everything I have, it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change that I get to play my bass. I can, I have, I get to play my cello. I can still play my cello. I can still, still paint and do, I can still write. I can still do all these really great things that, that are the things I enjoy. So you know, so yeah, it's 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 been diff, a difficult journey since since my stroke happened on last June twenty eighth. I walked walked into our bedroom, and I was standing next to the bed. And I just went clump on the floor, wow. and I couldn't move my outside. I couldn't talk. And somehow Kim got me out into the car and to the hospital at Kaiser. If you're ever with someone who have a stroke, getting there within the first three hours is the, is, is the critical window for a stroke. Yeah. I mean, you have been through more things than most people could even imagine. Well, I've had, I've had 18, eight, 19 surgeries. Wow, that is insane. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, before I was with Cam, I was with a a woman named Melissa, and we were together. I was expecting to spend the rest of my life with. She was the person I was wanting to grow old with. And so you know, I when I met Kim, I was it was a year and a half later. And I was still in a dark place when I met Kim. Yeah. I was still in a place where I didn't want, I didn't want to love anybody else because thinking of being with somebody else was cheating on Melissa. And so when I met Kim over this year, we became really good friends. I just, found more and more that I really liked about who she is. We didn't fall in, I didn't fall in love with Kim. I grew in love with Kim. Yeah. Because as I grew to know who she is, I just, I just grew to love, to love who she is. And God just opened up my eye to see what, a, see the beauty that she is. And see, not just, I thought she was attractive, but see the beautiful person that she is, the beautiful heart that she has. So I remember a while back you were telling me, you know, when you first met Kim, you were completely healthy. And and then things started to take a turn. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, we moved to Fresno. Things were going pretty good. I was working as a free school teacher. 
and uh, I have something that resembles MS. Yeah. They're not sure exactly what name to put on it. That popped up in 2004. That made my knee messed up. It got to the point where I, I was having balance problems. I was having extreme fatigue. And I injured my knee one day going just before going to work. And I got in and I was limping. And they said, what's, what's going on with your knee? You need to go out and check out. Yeah. They sent me to a knee specialist. And he basically said, nope, you got you to find something else to do. And I came back, and on August 4th, they said, well, we can't keep you on anymore, and they let me go. And, Whoa. And in 2005, my appendix burst. There was something that happened that altered life. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was riding my bicycle home one day, and I crashed my bicycle on Fresno and basically yeah. destroyed my knee. Wow. So, yeah, and then, you know, I graduated in December of 2008, and then August of 2009, I had a small, what they call TIA, which is basically a small stroke, Mm -hmm. and it was two days before I was supposed to go interview for a worship position at Sanger Sanger Presbyterian. And I was ended up in the hospital for two weeks and that that just that never happened and I kind of and I had, yeah that kind of put a yeah. put a stop to that idea because wow. it took me a while to get back to my regular baseline what I can do and stuff. It was a small stroke. It was a transient stroke. Gotcha, gotcha. And through all of this, I could just imagine things are getting darker and darker as you're probably asking, what is going on with my life? Pretty much. It was discouraging. Felt like I, I really felt like God was calling me there. Right, right. So you guys pick up the pieces, move forward, and how was life after that? You know, we just we moved forward with life and you know did the best we could. And you know, things you know, things pretty much got back to normal and we just lived life. So it sounded like no matter what was going on, God always provided some kind of sunlight, some kind of sunshine to let you know that he was still there. I don't know, just, it's, I can't think of if, you know, I have a setback. Okay, yeah, that was not good, but I can't live there. I can't live, you know, if I, if I lived there, it just, it'll, it would destroy me. Gotcha. It would destroy my family. It would destroy, and I don't think that's where God wants, how God wants me to be. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, when Jesus says the greatest commandment is this, to love God and love your neighbor, that, that needs to be evident in every aspect of my life. Every, every aspect. 
know, that includes if I'm if I have disappointments and challenges, the and how do I move forward with it? Yeah. Do I allow do I allow darkness and disappointment just to cloud everything, or do I see that God is still good? God is still God is still God. It doesn't change who He is. Paul, that seems to be a theme in your life. You know, you you kind of take the bumps as they come and you move forward. You know, you you don't let adversity stop you. This idea that that has been pushed by a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of churches, unfortunately, is that you just put your faith in Jesus and, and he'll set your life right and everything will be good and everything, you'll have, not have this, you'll not have that. No. You put your faith in God and and because he is with you in everything. Paul, that is that is so beautiful. I mean, so many people tend to miss that. We think that, you know, we, we come to Christ and everything is going to be perfect in our lives. And as soon as adversity hits, we start to question, well, God, where are you? It means I have that rock in my life. Mm-hmm. That is that is always there, always steadfast, always. I, I don't always feel it. Gotcha. Sometimes I wonder where God is. I don't feel you. But you, you understand that God never left you, that he's still with you. One of the things I've learned lately is just take five minutes or so and just to be in his presence, yeah. just to know that he's with me. You don't have to say anything or think anything. Just feel that he is with me. I, I just, I know that I feel it in my heart. I feel his presence. Yeah. Just when, just be quiet and still. Don't read. Don't, don't try to say prayers. Just be in his presence. Absolutely. That is something that has taken me years to understand. Yeah. So, so like, it's the same thing with with life. If I'm not, if I'm going to live a life that's you know, oh, that dwells on oh, I have so many problems. What was me? Why do am I bothering? Paul, you're dropping some serious wisdom here, man. And Paul, I want to thank you first for sharing your story. And I know that this is just a little bit of your story, but I want to thank you for saying that because there's so many people that need to hear that. You know, I wanted to know if you would bless us, man, by giving some encouragement for those who are going through difficult times, who are stuck in darkness. I wanted to know if you could give some words of wisdom. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to about some simplistic Bible verse at people. So I don't know what they're going through. And sometimes we just need to be heard. We just need to be listened to. And there are people out there who love us, who are there to listen, who are who will listen to us. And I think, you know, being real with with what what were you going through? Yeah. You know, not no feel like if someone you who's really an important person in your life ask you are you okay. Don't feel like I have. You have to say, "Oh, I'm okay." When you're not, yeah. You know, it might 
be in time when we don't have time to really discuss it, but no, I'm not. Can we, can we, can we get together and talk sometime? Can we, can you call me? I really need to talk to somebody. You know, and if you, you're having, I have depression. And if you're having any mental health issues, don't be ashamed of going to the doctor. Don't be ashamed of taking medications if you need to or and getting counseling. I went to I've been going to I went to counseling just recently. Don't be afraid of doing those things. You know, our life life is too precious to let to be ashamed of saying I need help. That that is it right there. Don't be ashamed to say I need help. Now, don't don't be ashamed of saying I need help. If there are people out there who are going through a difficult dark time, please please know that there are people who are willing to help, who are willing to listen. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Your your life you are you are more valuable than you can ever imagine. You know, the King of Kings gave, came down and died and rose again because he loves us so much. And that, you know, you might not be a, a follower of Christ or, or you, whatever your faith is, you're still special. You matter. You're, you're, you, you're, you matter. This has been a true, true blessing to me. I mean, being able to hear your story and the wisdom that you have shared, I, I can't even put a value on it. Thank you so much for being a great friend, man, and allowing me to walk with you through this process, seeing your faith in Jesus Christ, seeing that you never, ever quit. No matter what the adversity is, you keep moving forward, man, and I just appreciate that. I am so honored that, that I'm so honored that to get to do this with you too. But I'm even more honored that I get to be your friend. Oh, thank you, Paul. Man. Well, my brother, I just want to say keep pushing forward. Don't quit. Keep moving forward no matter what the adversity is, man. Thank you for I am. your story. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship. I'm excited for what God has for me. I know God has God. God is gonna do, have me do good things. You know, God is God is a God who wants us to enjoy life and have good things and, and experience good things. I think if I, if I could wish anything for the world, I would wish that every single human being on this earth would experience God's goodness, His love. His all-encompassing love that everybody will experience that. Paul, thank you so much. Man, I hope this will not be the last time. We definitely have to do this again, okay? Okay. Okay, I love you, brother. Wow, wow. What an amazing episode. I think if we could take anything away from Paul's experience, his story, it's that adversity will come. And we all will experience difficult times. But the question is, what are you going to do when those difficult times come? Are you going to quit? 
or are you going to press forward? I'm so thankful that my friend Paul has decided to press forward, to see the positive in life, to realize that there's still so much out there, and most importantly, to remember that God has not left him. God has not left you, so keep moving forward. Let's do it. So I'm going to end this episode with these powerful, powerful words. Chase your dreams until the dreams you chased become a reality. Go change the world. And remember, no adversity can stop you. So now that you're part of the Passion and Prestige tribe, I want to know what you think. I love hearing from my listeners. So if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and tag us at Passion and Prestige on Instagram. And don't forget to go into your podcast app, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating. This helps us reach way more people. Passion and Prestige Tribe, thank you so much. I will see you next week. And remember, chase your dreams until the dreams you chased become reality. Go change the world. They just want to knock you off the top. But I ain't going to drop till I say so. Till I say so. Because I say.